WIAM 101.1 FM, The Way. Current events, personal values, political and social issues, technology, wars and tensions. Join us for the next hour to discuss and learn how the things happening in our world today point to God's prophetic word as signs of the times. Are the Temple Mount doors opening to the Jews? Pastor Mark will knock and see if it opens for him. As the Iran-Russia axis grows, so do weapons on Israel's border. And we'll visit the border of the godless as God is out and Satan is in at a Pennsylvania school district, as well as visit the border of the insane. As California has become another haven, we'll tell you what kind of refuge they've become as we see everything is becoming undone with this week's Signs of the Times, our weekly review of Bible prophecy in the world's news for Friday, September 2nd, 2022. You can let this show be your refuge from the insanity when you subscribe to our podcast through Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, or Google, or just listen to episode 231 which is what we're recording right now, directly on the Way Media app, or hit us up at thewaymedia.net, where you can watch us, read the articles from the show, or ask Pastor Mark a prophecy question. And now, here to vaccinate us from the disease of (laughs) depravity is Pastor Mark, who recently informed me that the Earth is 70% uncarbonated water. Therefore, the Earth is flat. Okay, that's 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 you know not necessarily <laughs> yeah. funny. No, but yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. It was it was hard. No, to, it was yeah. hard. <laughs> it was hard this week. Actually, you know, the hardest part of the show is really coming up with the joke. Yes, but the rest of the stuff is just water off a duck's back. Yes, I love it. That's good. It's always good to start it. But this, so. but this is where you you reach the people that think that the Earth is flat. You know, you kind of bridge the gap there. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm trying to kind of meet people in the middle. Right. Uh, I'm not sure how it's going to help that conversation. I don't know how it would either. (laughs) But anyway. Okay. I appreciate the effort. You get an A for effort. Okay. Well, let me see if I can stump you. All right. Here we go. All right. This this is a, uh, this fruit is being celebrated today. Okay. This fruit is known for its versatility from being a topping on a dessert to having armor made from its fibers. To beauty products from its oil. There are endless ways to use this fruit. Oh my goodness. Um, pomegranate? Oh, that's I like that. That's a good guess. It is uh, World Coconut Day. World Coconut World Day. World Coconut Day. I wish my wife loved coconut. She doesn't. I, coconut to me. Coconut I, and chocolate. I love coconut. In almonds. Again, that's not the almond joy. Such, such oh, a, there you yeah, go. I mean, yeah. that's like... It doesn't yeah. get any better. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. So you like some nuts in there, too? Yeah, I do. I okay. do. Versus the mounds. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Free plug for 
Mars Candy. There you go. Anyway, okay. Well, uh, let's go ahead and get into our articles. Because we've got many things to talk about today. Yes, we we've do. got a listener question to talk about as well. All right. Our uh, first article comes from Israel 365 News. This is another, according to this article, yeah. it says this is a historic first. Yeah. Newgate opened for Jewish pilgrims entering the Temple Mount. But yeah. is this a prophetic first? Yeah. Well, you know, it may be. Let me read okay. this. And as always, then we'll kind of chat here on it. The morning marked Rosh Kodesh, the new month of Elul. An auspicious day, so hundreds of Jews ascended the Temple Mount. Usually Jews are restricted to one entrance on the site only. But today, through a strange string of events, the Israeli police led a group of Jews through a different gate. One Temple Mount advocate believes the incident is hugely significant, establishing a precedent that exposes the lies of the status quo. More significantly, the incident presented a possible solution to a dangerous situation that has been there uh, for authorities. That is, the, the one gate that comes in, Greg, they built this bridge that goes now up onto this one gate they let everyone in, but that gate is now getting old and rickety, and they're worried about it possibly falling, so it was crowded, it was packed, and they brought them to a different gate uh, to bring them in, and it's a gate that really is over there in the uh, Muslim quarter. I've been to that gate before. I think I went out that gate once. I've walked up to that gate, although I haven't gone in that gate before. But it's a gate that's specifically, I mean, typically it's just the the, the uh, uh, Arabic peoples that go in and out, the Muslim people that go in and out of that gate. And it goes right under the Temple Mount from a different angle up there up in the corner, where near where the Antonio Fortress was. But the reason it is significant, and this, again, this person here believes that possibly it is very significant, and I would agree it's significant, is it shows a greater um, laxity on the Temple Mount for the Jews. Now, what do I mean by that? The Jews can go up there now, but as you know, they, they're not, uh, you know, no way you're going to let them build their temple up there, and no way can they worship up there, and no way right. can they do whatever yeah. else. So they're very restrictive. They watch the Jews very closely when they go up there, because right now it's the um, uh, Muslims that control it. It's Jordan and uh, what they call the Wafq that controls it, which is the authority out of Jordan. And... Um, but what's what's interesting is is that usually when you do anything that goes against their rules, they go nuts. I mean, they throw rocks. They oh, start absolutely. Throwing, they just go crazy. Yeah. Well, because it was super crowded, the police just they just made a decision there at the moment. It would appear like right, we're just going to look. We got to get crowds in here, and they detoured some of the people from waiting to get in this one long massive gate to get in, uh, which again is rickety anyway, and they're a little worried about it being lots of people standing there for extended amount of time. They just brought them around and brought them in that other gate, and they brought them in, and the the Muslims. Uh, people, they, d- they didn't. They did nothing. They just watched them come in, and nobody complained. Nobody yells, "Hey, stop, stop, stop!" They just kind of let them do it. And what it showed them was is they're okay with it. They didn't freak out. It's not going to make everything blow up. And what it, I guess here's the overall thing it's showing, Greg. There's a greater openness to allow to allowing the Jews on the Temple Mount and even how they get there. And that's that's a huge mental hurdle that has to be taken before it's going to be open to a third temple being built. Um, and of course they were there. A few of them came in and got kicked out very quickly because they started bowing down to the God of the Bible, laying down and bowing down some 13 of them or something, maybe from the Hasidic community, if I remember correctly. And they got them and escorted them out. And so there was a little bit of a scene, you know, cause they, they don't allow them to pray. Yeah, yeah. But, but again, it's interesting because we know at some point the third temple has to be rebuilt. Uh, it has to be reestablished. And when you see that kind of stuff happen, you wonder well, how they're going to do it. Uh, and when's it going to happen? It just shows a greater, uh, openness to, Something other than the status quo, as they said in the article. It's interesting. Uh, the Bible says that the Messiah will rebuild the temple for the Jews. And they see that as the third temple. It's not going to be the third temple. He's going to rebuild the fourth temple, it says in Ezekiel, which is a very different layout. All the measurements, all the everything's different about it. But they're looking for the Messiah to rebuild their next temple, which is 
the third temple, and that's going to be, as we know, the Antichrist. So they're set up for that. It says in, in Malachi 3, Behold, I send three one. I send my messenger who shall clear the way before me. The master whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, the messenger of the covenant. And then it talks in again in Zechariah um, 6, verses 12 and 13. Behold, I send my messenger. He shall, he shall clear the way before me. The master whom you seek, again, will suddenly come uh, for his, to the temple or whatever. So it's interesting to see this. The, the, the bottom line is, is they believe that's going to be their Messiah, and it is. But it's the fourth temple that will be built in the thousand-year kingdom, not the third temple that will be allowed to be rebuilt by the Antichrist, which will start this whole thing with the final seven years of God with Israel. So, again, I think it is kind of a thing saying, all right, the Jews, the doors opening, there's a little bit more rooms being made here to start opening up things for the Jews on the Temple Mount. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about that at the end of the tribulation period. Yeah. That that temple was going to be destroyed. Oh, yes. Yeah. And that God was going to build a fourth temple. Yes. And we have the measurements. You can go out and look at the drawings of it. They've actually drawn what it'll look like. You can see what that fourth temple will look like by the measurements we have in the Bible. It's very different from anything they've ever had. So Um, is this different than what the Temple Institute is prescribing to be built? And which will be built. This will be the third temple that the Temple Institute is behind, The Temple Institute is basically rebuilding the temple that was before. They're following the measurements. Which was Solomon's. Yes. Yeah, the one. And then, of course, that was added on to by Herod. And the one that was there in the days of Jesus. They're rebuilding that one. Gotcha. uh, At least is the goal. Whether it be exact, I don't know. We'll see. But what's going to happen is when the Lord comes back, remember the whole land changes, the topography, and and Jerusalem is going to be raised up in a violent earthquake. Everything will be thrown down. So the temple that's going to be built will be destroyed. Uh, the eastern gate will come back up out of the ground. They've now found it. It says that it will be raised back up. It'll raise its gates. It talks about that in the Psalms. So it'll be pushed up out of the ground when the ground comes back up. So the same gate, get this, this is so cool. The same gate Jesus rode in on back in 2,000 years ago will be the same gate he comes back in on the second coming. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? You know, and then he'll rebuild the third temple. Now, whether that's going to be supernatural, just do it, or whether he'll have it built by the kingdoms as people come in, I don't know, but it's going to be great to see. You know, unless you actually take a trip over there to Israel and visit some of these traditional sites that you go to from an archaeological standpoint, yeah. you can't appreciate the fact that over the centuries, you know, I don't know what you would say, but... but Life is built upon itself, and yes. so the things that used to exist doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that they don't exist because we know archaeologically they've dug down deep and found things that existed. But I guess over time, over wars, over I don't know yeah. how how you would say where Earth piles it on top of itself, yeah. and some of these things that we read about in the Bible are still there, but people are living on top of those things, for lack they of a are. better explanation. Yeah, they are. I think that, don't quote me on this number, but I think that Jerusalem has been destroyed some 29 times, and what happens is they knock the walls down, the buildings down, and then and, and it's yeah. yeah they rebuild, and what's interesting, Greg, they take those same stones and rebuild with them, which is, uh, when you go and look at some of the, the houses around that area, and, and right next to the wall, and even look at the walls, you'll see old Old stones from you know, many generations earlier, and you'll see like holes dug in the wall of the western wall when you go down underneath, and even in lower areas where when it would be conquered and others would move in, they would carve out holes in the wall to put their ceiling poles in, and then build their roof out from that, and, and it's just, you see it. So on the other side, it wouldn't be stacked quite as high where the eastern gate is, because the gates would be destroyed, but it wouldn't be as, as much as, as all the houses, right? Right. But 
still, as they rebuilt it, they have now rebuilt, and the Turks did, they rebuilt the whole wall right on top of the old ancient wall on the foundations. So it's a Turkish wall that's there now. The Ottoman Empire, the Turks built that, and it's been there four or five hundred years, something like that. And, um, and so that's the wall you see today. But what's cool is um, an archaeologist around the actual eastern gate a few years back, you can look it up online if our listeners want to do that. It's a very interesting story. Uh, it's it's historical record. You can look up. He literally fell through a hole right there. You know, it's kind of those, like they make movies about I fell through yeah. a hole and found something. He literally uh, kind of, I think, fell through or something collapsed right there. And he went down in there and looked and found the ancient gates and all their foundations. There they are, where they originally were before it was built on top of them. And you can see where they built on top of them. So it was a much smoother walk there from the uh, Garden of Gethsemane, across the Kidron, yeah. right into the gate. Right. Whereas in. now you have to go up, up because they built on top of it. And so, and what what it says in the Psalms is is when the Lord comes back, it's going to push that up out of the ground, and that gate's going to come right back up, and He's going to come in that gate. So, I can't wait. Do you think that the Ark of the Covenant? Is down there below somewhere? Well, the Jews claim it is. Okay. They say they've found it, and they know where it is, and they're waiting until uh, they can rebuild the third temple to bring it out. They said they're not going to do it before that because they don't want to start a war, but they claim they found it, it is hidden, it's down there somewhere, and they're going to bring it out in a ceremony and put it into the Holy of Holies when the third temple's built. We'll find out if they're telling the truth or not. But yeah, they claim they have it, Greg. They claim they have it. Now, a lot of people say, well, no, it was taken away. We know that it was taken away, uh, you know, when, when Rome came in, because you see that big arch that they built. It shows them carrying the Ark of the Covenant. AD, yeah. yeah. And so a lot of people say, that's no, it's nonsense. We have a record in that stone that shows that Rome carried it away. And then some claim, some claim no, it was actually hidden and it's there or, or whatever. So we, we don't know. Only time will tell. But here, here's again, they, they'll tell you also this today. We don't need the ark to start the uh, sacrifices and worship right, again exactly, the temple yeah. because they 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 explain everything away. You yeah, know we're gonna. I know. Yeah, so they don't need it. It's no big deal. Well, there'll become a time when they won't be able to explain anything away. I know it's going to be revealed, it's, and it's upon us. It wow. is upon us. Exciting stuff. Yep. Well, yep. Before we get to rebuild any temple, we're going to have a war, uh-huh. according to Ezekiel. And here's some good information on the building momentum of that prophecy. Uh, This is from Israel 365 News. The Iran-Russia access is growing as a new energy deal is on track to dominate the world market. This sounds like they're trying to compete against what Israel and the other European nations are coming together. Well, you know, we mentioned, Greg, the last couple of weeks we talked about the world now is being broken up into two competing parts currently yes there's there's the east and the west that are trying to become the world dominating power and what's happening is you're seeing you've got the west already allied with nato and all that with america and all the western states and then you've got um iran russia and china and by the way starting today i believe it's today uh russia and china are starting war games together so you're seeing russia and china linking up russia china and iran are the three big ones right now they're trying to link up to come up with a world you know currency a world um gasoline supply or natural gas supply they're trying to come up greg with their they want to dominate the world and um let me read some of this, and then we're going to talk about what the Bible says is going to happen, because we have insight. The world doesn't know what's going to happen, but we do. It says, last month, Gazprom, a Russian state-owned multinational energy corporation and the National Oil Company, uh, signed a $40 billion memorandum of uh, uh, understanding that would enable the two countries to dominate the world market for natural gas and set the prices. Now, remember, natural gas. What They're coming together, Iran and Russia, Greg, 
coming together to control natural gas. Who has the largest natural gas supply in the world now? Israel. Israel in Leviathan, out of the Mediterranean. And here they're trying to dominate the world's natural gas. Do you see a problem brewing here with the East and the West? See, Israel's the West, and they're lined up with the West. These guys are the East. They're going to, at some point, want to come get that. That, Again, we've talked about it. We believe one of the hooks in the jaw will be to come get that natural gas in the Mediterranean. So as of 2019, uh, with sales over $120 uh, representing 12% of the global output of natural gas, Gazprom was ranked as the world's largest publicly listed natural gas company um, in Russia by revenue. According to the uh, Petroleum Ministry, Iran's proved natural gas reserves represent 17.8% of the world's reserves. So uh, the impact of the alliance is expected to increase as the use of natural gas is on the rise because of all the stuff against gasoline and all the other stuff. Now, so what's going on here? Again, Russia, watch these guys. Russia, China, Iran are all linking up, trying to have their own world-dominant system, all right? Now, we know that Russia and Iran are going to, you know, they're trying to do the natural gas. They're going to want to get the natural gas from Israel. Israel's got the natural gas, so they're going to try to shut that down, which could be what helps start this war. But what, what, what's going on here? How can Russia and China and Iran do this when we know in the last days that the Antichrist is going to come out of Europe, and Europe's going to come together in the revived Roman Empire, because that's exactly what's going to happen. We don't know how yet. And this is the enigma to me, Greg, but we need to be watching for this. Something is going to happen to temporarily sideline China. I don't know what. China right now is, is probably the largest evolving world power. They're catching up with us, and some say maybe have already caught us in, in, in military power. Many would argue that, but they say they're getting close and catching up quickly. Uh, China's economy is is rapidly catching us and about to overtake us, and yet while others say they're about to collapse, there's all kinds of things you hear. Um, and and you go, well, then China's kind of the up and rising star right now. Everybody's looking to China. This whole social uh, networking and the, I mean, the whole social uh, scoring that they're trying to do with all this coming in with making digital money. Again, they're talking now about the president's in the news today saying that he really wants to try to go digital here on the 13th of December. This is in mainline news now. Now, whether he can pull it off, I don't know, but that's what he's saying. The White House is saying, the news is saying, well, we'll have to wait and see. But the bottom line is, so how's all this happening? Because they're getting it from China. The, the, all the ideas are coming from China. That's the mold, right? But when we see this last world, uh, this end times thing, it's, it's Europe. It's the West. So what's going to happen? The West is going to win this battle back and forth, okay? The Bible tells us that. It will be the revived Roman Empire. It will be based out of Europe. What America's part will be, I don't know. What everybody else's part, I don't know. Iran and Russia, here's what's going to happen there. Remember, when they come into Israel, at least their armies, mm-hmm. five-sixths, yeah. are wiped out, at least of those that are there. And as if the full five-sixths of the army are just those that are there, we'll have to wait and see. But I don't care. If you put that much army there and you take out five-sixths of it, regardless of whether it's a true five-sixths of all or whatever, they're going to be so devastated and weakened. They're going to be in such shock as God wipes out their armies. You're going to see Iran and Russia become insignificant at that moment when the Antichrist steps on the scene. And it might be that China at that moment realizes of this threesome here, you know, this whole three third part thing that going that two thirds is gone. They may just back up and say, whoa. And then this guy comes on the scene that takes the world over. But we know that China's going to be pushed to the side somehow. They're going to become out of the way insignificant. Yeah. Russia and Iran, we know the Bible tells us how they're going to be taken down. And so you have this two world system. This one's going to collapse. And you know, it's interesting, Greg. I hadn't really thought about this till just now, but I don't know how that would work. You know, when the Antichrist rises up, if there is a conglomerate, but right now they're divided. But if China was to join, he's going to pull three down when he gets in. You know, you, but again, but it's, it's still the difference though in East and West. So um, it's interesting, but we know China's going to be sidelined. How's it going to happen? I don't know. 
But I would think the reason why he's got to pull three down is for the whole interpretation that Daniel gives us of Nebuchadnezzar's vision. Yeah. With the feet made of iron and clay. Right. It get, it 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 tells us that the formation of this ten nation or ten region, you know, world order. Yeah. Not everyone is going to be singing kumbaya That's over right. this. There That's are some right. people that are not going to be as willing to go along with things right. as others. You're right. Which would, I would think, would necessitate the Antichrist of taking three out. And maybe those three are the ones that are the clay. To, you know, Again, you're right. There's going to be a part of them that say, look, these feet stink. We don't want to be a part of it. And let's back up a few episodes when we talked about, and I don't remember which one, uh, when we talked about the transferring of money and military resources yeah. around the world yeah. right now. to 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 be staged for this revived Roman Empire, right. this one world government, yes, we're seeing the military money being shifted to, to Europe right now. So now, from now, America, so mostly. now, now, picture at that at that point in time in the future, yeah. this now formed military might. Could be something that, first of all, China would realize it would be suicide to take on. Yeah. So there's going to be something yeah. there. Well, and or, or it could be an internal collapse. We don't know. Listen, for years we didn't understand why Iraq wasn't listed as one yeah. of the countries in Ezekiel 38 and 39 because we yeah. knew how much him, uh, the country in Saddam Hussein, hated the Jews. That's right. That's and then, right. 2005 came, taken or, out, and yeah. they were, or 2003, and they were taken out, yeah. and then we saw. So it could be, who knows, what it could be something like that. Yeah, and, and I want, let's take a minute more on this, Greg, because there's something else we hadn't talked about. I'll mention it here, but it's easy for our listeners to look up, and we can throw that article out there later if we need. But it's interesting, because of this whole, the announcement of the switch over to this digital currency, um, the Pope came out yesterday, maybe you saw it, I think it was yesterday or the day before, um, it was not, it, yeah, but yesterday, I believe, he made an announcement to all of his, you know, they're the largest, um, basically bank in the world. They have the largest resources of any monetary system. They have the most money of any corporation on the planet. And they have banks all over the world. They make massive loans. They have money everywhere. He made a, he put out to all of his, uh, regional guys around the world to pull all their money. They're bringing all their cash to, to Europe, to Rome, to put in the bank there in Rome. All their cash. And he said it has to be in Rome by September 30th. Deadline. He gave him all a deadline. All the cash collected in from around the globe into Europe, or at least in Europe, Europe for sure, maybe around the globe, brought in and put into the to the bank of, of the Vatican. And you go, what are they doing? Now, I just saw that as possibly trying to protect their money. If there is this digital switchover, they're going to try to make sure they negotiate and don't lose too much. And what they reevaluate monies are all. And that may be part of it. But I just something just hit me as we're talking about it. You know, the, the woman's going to ride the beast. And the woman, again, is a religious system, which looks like it's going to be the Catholic Church. Now, Led again, by the Catholic Church, not trying Church, to attack least, yeah. the Catholics, but the yeah. reality is it looks the like the false prophet. looks like it's going to be the, probably the Pope. And, and, you know, Greg, the Antichrist hates the Church. So why would the Antichrist go along with partnering with the Church if the Church could finance him? And if you see Rome pull all this money from around the world in, and they've got the largest assets of the world, they so go, that's hey, why for a while the beast tolerates maybe, the woman riding. Maybe I'm wondering. Just hit me thinking. Maybe they're saying, "Look, 
You're going to rule the world. We'll link with you. We'll finance you. America's sending all the military over. They're leaving things in Afghanistan. They're sending military to, to Ukraine. We don't, it's disappearing, a lot of it. We don't know where it's going. So so we're supplying military resources to Europe, plus which they already have. Now we see this massive influx of cash being brought back in by the Pope in this major announcement yesterday with a deadline of September 30th. You know, he, he's only given them a month to do it. And then you and, and then you see this whole thing about the talk about now switch over to digital. So it may be a thing where, where you're, you're seeing the military and the financial being built, and it might be why the Antichrist goes. You know, I hate you. I want to destroy you, but I'm going to pretend I like you until I get my hand on all your cash. And then it, the Bible says he will turn and destroy the woman that's riding the beast. So the Antichrist will turn on the Catholic Church or this Pope and wipe them out. And so this may be part of that formation. So very interesting. You know, keep your eyes on that. This is interesting to watch what's happening. And interesting, gathering all the money would consolidate that kind of economic power. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I want to be careful. I don't know for sure it's all the money around the globe. It may just be Europe. But I know he gave deadlines. I have to go back because I I wasn't ready for the show. I skimmed over it. Either way, though, that's a pile of money. It's billions, he said for sure, billions being brought in and stockpiling for that. Interesting. It is very interesting. All right, jpost.com. This, according uh, to the U.S., uh, Hezbollah's amassing of weapons on border with Israel must stop. Uh, Is this actually... The U.S. complaining about this? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I think this is probably nothing more than diplomatic to make it look like we're trying to do the right thing, Greg. But we don't care about Israel right now. Our administration has made it very clear they are not a friend of Israel. But let me read this, and we'll talk about the prophetic significance. Hezbollah must stop stockpiling weapons on Israel's northern border. Deputy U.S. Ambassador Richard Mills told the United Nations Security Council in New York on Wednesday after it voted to renew the mandate of the organization's peacekeepers in the area of southern Lebanon. And I quote, the U.S. shares this council's significant concern about the state of affairs in southern Lebanon, in particular Hezbollah's threatening activities, he said, and tensions continue surrounding Lebanon-Israel maritime border demarcation talks. Now, that's just, they're just blowing wind. America doesn't care. Our current leadership doesn't care about Israel unless it can help us politically. But what, now we get to the biblical part of this. Again, Hezbollah once again, here's the news. They're amassing weapons on the border. That's the news, regardless of what America says or doesn't say. And again, as you see these kind of weapons build up on the border, we see these occasional skirmishes rise, rise up. And at some point, you're going to see a coordination with this attack coming from Iran because Hezbollah is Iran. Many people don't know that. Yeah, they're just Hezbollah, a proxy. Yeah, Hezbollah, they're, they're Iran. Iran, the, the, Iran sent them in. That They're the arm of Iran, and they pay them and supply them. And so there's, another Iran, terror, there's another terror group besides Hezbollah, right? Yeah, there's lots of them. Uh, I'm, I was trying the PLO, to think of the name. There's the PLO, the Palestinian, no. there's Hezbollah. There's, um, I mean, it'll probably hit me in a minute, but there's yeah. a bunch of them. I mean, they've okay. got all these people's fronts or whatever. But yeah. the bottom line is, is Iran is amassing weapons on the border of Israel. That's the story here. Uh, they're Through the means of Hezbollah, and um, just interesting to see as China has war games with Russia, as Russia stays on Syria's border, as Iran amasses weapons on the northern end, on the Lebanon end of Israel, which is up there where Hezbollah is. If you're watching it, again, just keep your eye on all this. At any moment, we could see some real action. All right. You are listening to Signs of the Times. That's our weekly review of Bible prophecy in the world's news for Friday. September 2nd, 2022. This is episode 132. We appreciate you listening live online or later on through our podcast. And now it's time for some listener email. Pastor Mark, this is from Will, who enjoys Signs of the Times in Huntsville, Alabama. He says, I was listening to your latest Signs of the Times podcast, episode 230, Cyborgs and Superheroes. 
where you were talking about the plan for the implantation of chips in children. You stated they said it would help cure depression, and I wonder, will they use the after effects of the lockdowns, that is, from the depression and rampant use of drugs, as the precursor? I recently read an article where suicide among teenage girls was up 51% since the beginning of COVID. It seems as if this is the next logical step for them, along with the quote-unquote super abilities argument. Yeah, I think you're very perceptive, Will, and you have a a, a very something that's very possible. We'll have to wait and see, but that's exactly, they never let a crisis go to waste. They're wanting to have excuses to put these chips, you know, just on the basics, a a basis of finding your kids. You can convince a lot of parents, hey, you're not going to lose your kids. Put a chip in them, nobody can steal them. You can find them if they get kidnapped or whatever. But yeah, the the article we talked about, and this is kind of a follow-up on that, which is a great follow-up, I do believe that what they're saying is with this technology, Will, is they're saying that um, you can do so much in the mind with these chips. You can manipulate the brain because they know what areas of the brain do what, where you can take somebody who's depressed and make them non-depressed, somebody who's suicidal and make them happy, somebody who's whatever. You can do whatever you want once you get in there. And so rather than realizing the danger of letting somebody else or a computer control your brain, uh, they presented and focused on the fact of what a great you know miracle this is to change everyone's life and make it wonderful and all the possibilities are amazing or whatever. Well, yeah. you know, if you had righteous people doing it, there may be a, that may be somewhere to go. But when you've got the world being run by the Antichrist and you see the way it's going now, it's not so great. So yeah, I do believe you can see, hey, we want to help your kids break out of depression. We want to help them. They've got, you know, whatever. And, and anybody else with the problem they have, we can use this now. It kind of does away with all of your, you know, um, antidepressant drugs. And you basically do it all by a chip and some brain manipulation, a little bit of electricity. And you, you got Frankenstein. You're ready to go. I mean, it's, you know, it's good as new. Electroshock therapy. There you go. There wow. you go. So, Interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's a great point. Something to watch. I think yeah. something to watch. Well, Will, thanks for that. If you've got a question like Will, we invite you to visit our website at thewaymedia.net. Just click on Signs of the Times, and you'll see where you can ask your prophecy question and read some frequently asked questions that we have out there as well. All right, so let's head back to America. And this is from Life News. High school will allow after-school Satan club. Quote-unquote, they took God out of school, now they're letting Satan in. Surprising. Yeah, you know, Greg, the the opening up to the, just the openness now to the occult and and paganism. Yeah. We're talking openly about it. Open. You know, Disney just released a brand new kids cartoon that is about, the theme of it is a mom who has a baby from Satan. And the daughter now is that baby, and she's trying to learn how to live normal life with her dad being Satan and being oppressed and the occult and the powers. And I'm Now, going- is that the same one that I've seen advertised for FX, the cable channel called Little Demons? That's it. Little Demon. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Same one. And, and, and this whole thing, they, she does these spells and pentagrams. Yes. Her oh, yeah. father is Satan, and they is call her-, her the Antichrist. Yeah. And they were interviewing the, the actors that did it, these ladies, and they were going like, one girl just came and said, she said, I'm so happy to see that paganism is now being mainstream and coming back in, you know, as far as something accepted. She says, it's such a wonderful thing for us and for our society and culture. I'm so happy about it. And, and, and I'm going, I mean, look at what's happening. It is so in our face now and being so normalized that what are you going to say? You can't go, guys, that's demonic. And they go, um, yeah, so what? So when you get desensitized, that's demonic. So what? Now we see what's happening here. Who would have thought you would have a satanic Kids club in the public schools? A Pennsylvania school district will allow the Satanic Temple to hold a student event in its high school this fall. 
Despite massive opposition from parents and community members, Breitbart reports the Northern York County School Board approved the after-school Satan Club. Doesn't that sound great to send your kid to? Uh, back to school event last week. The event will take place after school hours. Well, good. At least they're not going to be, you know, bringing demons in during class time. You know, you don't want any possessions, you know, during class time, and and uh, you know, the only possession during class time is possession of narcotics. Yeah, usually, yeah. So. I mean, it's like you know, you have to cast the demon out and put them in study hall because they're making too much noise. I'm sorry, I shouldn't joke about it, but it's like, I know. It, but it, you have to almost. It's so ridiculous. It's going to be after school hours in September, starting then at Northern High School in Dillsburg, Southern Pennsylvania. Isn't that where they burned the witches? No, no, that wasn't Dillsboro. Salem. Salem, yeah. yeah. Salem, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. See, I was, well, I was okay. close. I had, I had the wrong city and the wrong state. Okay. So I was close. So you were close. I was close. I, well, <laughs> let's, let's make this better. I was, it was up north. Yes. See, okay. You were regionally correct. Yes, I was regionally correct, and I was, and I was just <laughs> regionally corrected. But, but again, you know, all joking aside, I look at yeah. this and go, you know, if, if you parents don't pull your kids from that school, they're inviting. Think about this. They're inviting demonic activity in that school. You may be having it after hours, but you're inviting demonic activity. What do you think is going to be happening? That you're 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 bringing in demonic swarming, if you will, around that school and around your kids. Yeah. I, Greg, I think it'd be interesting to see if they don't have some real issues this year in that school and they don't know what it is. It's demonic. You know, we've referenced the scripture verse several times over the course of time, and that is Isaiah five twenty, that talks about. Um, you know, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Yeah. But completely glossing over the word woe. Yeah. And what it means in scripture. Yeah. And it means judgment. Yeah. And it means, you know, judgment's coming. Yeah. For this. Yeah. Whatever whatever comes after the woe. And I think even Jesus had a few woes in there Absolutely. too, did he not? Yes, he did. And uh, go ahead. Yeah, so I so I, what came to my mind was is as I'm you're you're recant you're you're talking about this actress and oh this is so wonderful that paganism is being when I'm thinking to myself whoa whoa you're not kidding whoa yeah you're calling something evil that the Bible clearly says is evil you're calling it good yeah you are heaping up judgment yeah and that's essentially what the verse is imparting to us yeah and you know greg used to it was this kind of gradual kind of introducing the darkness but here's what i'm watching happen yeah satan is now just so openly reversing good and evil and darkness and light just to make it seem normal this week um nancy pelosi said that that you know abortion was good that, that it was a good thing the sin of abortion is a good thing so it's almost like there are some sins if you will that are good and and you it's okay to promote them it's amazing to me what's happening. This is mainstream and coming from national leaders. Yeah. Well, let's go back to the Old Testament and let's go back to the God of Molech. Yeah. Wasn't it wasn't it marketed that if you sacrificed your child yeah. in the God of Molech? Yeah. That you would be blessed? Yeah, that God would bless you and your next child or whatever you'd have blessing. It is. I is, know. is is it is Nancy not extolling the same type of thing exactly. that they were saying in the Old Testament? Exactly. Yes, you're exactly right. It's just that they're saying there's a blessing, and if you do this, you're going to be blessed. And uh, it's it's just, I mean, it's it's absurd. Uh, but, but the thing that gets me, Greg, is that I brought up about what she said, and what she's saying now is because this article, too, and I'm glancing here at news as I'm doing this, for those that are watching, that's what I'm doing. When I look down, you see me look down if you're watching. I'm not like playing video games. I don't play them anyway, but I'm looking at news. <laughs> um, but I'm, what I'm, what's interesting to me about it is, because I've seen that article real quick, but it's it's the blatancy. 
It's the fact that it's not just this gradual, like you'd see over the years, kind of gradually introducing things to, to introduce whatever's wrong, you know, et cetera. And, and now it's this blatant in your face. Don't hide it. Just say it and be bold about it. That's what's happening. Do you think the blatancy is because from the spirit of Antichrist, there is a sense of urgency? You know, I, I'll put, the, yes, I definitely think that plays a part of it, but I'll know this. He's been wanting to move forward this bold forever. Yeah. And it's when God I, lets him. So we see two things. God's letting him, which would indicate that, yeah, we're getting that much closer. I think they both come into play there. Anyway, I know. It, it takes us down a whole nother thought process of, anyway, it just with Satan and in, you know, he, he, he's rushing for his own judgment, well, I guess, and, but. And, you know, the Bible says, Greg, remember, it tells us that in the last days that when this process begins, he will know that his time is short. Yes. Which means he's going to go full throttle. I mean, if this is it and there's the finish line, man, you're going to go as hard as you can to get to that finish line. And I think we're seeing that underway. That doesn't mean there couldn't be, for example, God using a nation to still shine a light until the rapture, such as maybe giving America a reprieve for those who've wondered about it. We don't know if he will or not. I or don't a think, revival I don't think of you'll some see, sort. I don't think you'll see a worldwide reprieve. I yeah. think the process has begun. I think worldwide is going to continue to push yeah. toward the Antichrist. I mean, full throttle. Yeah. But there could be some local... Um, you know, whatever, reprieve or, you know, whatever. God's still using light to shine until the church is out of here. We'll have to wait and see. But he knows his time is short. The Lord announced when it happens, it's going to happen quick. He said, when I move, I'm going to move quick. Satan knows his time is short. And so you're going to see the closer we get to the end, as much as God lets him, it's full throttle, man, full throttle. Wow. I Amazing. Know. I know. You may be All right. Uh, let's look at some one world government news. This is from Israel 365 News. This, according to Vladimir Putin, Islam is our partner in new world order. Isn't that interesting? Why, how prophetic of you. Remember the two world orders trying to fight right now, east and west. Yes. He's trying to link up with the Muslims, Iran, and those that are Sharia on that side. And even in Russia, they've got a lot of Muslims. Yeah. And Greg, he's trying to pull them in to be part of his thing. And against, it's against Israel, so he's got a motive here. Which, which you know, falls right in line with Ezekiel 38 and 39. There you go. On Monday, Russian President Vladimir Putin sent a message of greatings to the participants <laughs> and guests of the 22, 2022 Kazan Global Youth Summit uh, as it opened in Kazan. Uh, the event was hosted by the Organization of the Islamic Cooperation. And I quote, Islamic states have been our traditional partners in addressing many topical issues on the regional and global agenda in attempts to build a more a just democratic world order. Now, notice the wording you use. Interesting. See, here's yes. what's happening. They're, you're seeing them. They're breaking them in yeah. groups, Greg. And both these groups are claiming a world order. They, But they want their world exactly, order. See, yes. that's what's happening. Yeah. And Putin said, uh, it's significant that young people are getting more actively involved in this constructive and comprehensive cooperation of taking over the planet. I added that last part. Uh, I'm sorry. Just he just said in comprehensive cooperation. Yes. Putin is strongly aligned with the Russian Orthodox Church which supports him in his war in Ukraine, but he has both domestic and foreign interests in allying with Islam. It's interesting. There's a branch of what is called the church, Craig, that's with Islam. They call strange bedfellows. Um, The the Orthodox Church, Russian Orthodox, and uh, Catholicism, Roman Catholicism, as we talked about, they are, um, it's kind of like, they're buddy-buddy with Islam. And, yeah, it's interesting. It is, but I, I'll tell you why. Here's the reason. They're not as close as Islam to Islam or Russian Orthodox to uh, Catholicism, but they're like the second buddy of that. And why? They both look to Mary as either yeah. a deity or the next best thing. Yeah. And so, you know, 
Muslims see Mary as this venerated person um, spiritually, and of course, uh, Russian Orthodox and uh, Catholicism does as well. And so it, they, they come together and they kind of like each other because of that. They get along. It's, I think it's this thing where, look, they get along good. Uh, but if a fight broke out, um, the Muslims would like to take them out and get rid of them because they're not really in line completely. But they put up with them and can be friends to further the agenda. And it's a very interesting thing happening here. And again, that does make sense. And with you see Russia and Iran, all yeah. that does is strengthen their alliance. Russia can say, look, and Iran can say, Iran can say, look, join with us because you're part of us. Russia can say, join with us. Now let's go together. And you think about the kings in the Old Testament. They would join together to go and fight battles. Let's go fight these battles. Let's go against Israel together. Yeah, you got that one right. Let's do it. To Russia, they want the natural gas. To Iran, they just want them dead and the natural gas. And so, again, you watch this formulating. And if we didn't know the scripture, we wouldn't see this clearly. But it's so clear because of scripture that it's like screaming at you. And you wonder, why can't everybody see it? But that's why the Bible says that the righteous will be able to see, but the unrighteous will not have a clue. And that's exactly what we see happening in the world today. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. All right, let's talk about some pestilence, plagues, disasters, and heavy on the corruption. Uh, This is from CNN. Pakistan is pleading for international help as parts of its country are resembling a small ocean. Yeah, this is huge. You know, again, the Bible says in the last days, one of the signs will be flooding. And and by the way, even before I jump into this article to remind our listeners, look, when you see these natural disasters happening, these floods and all these things, it's not because of America. It's not because of the world's driving cars and airplanes, whatever. It's it's the the climate may be changing. It might be some. But again, the Bible says the earth is going to begin to groan. There's going to be a groaning of the earth to be restored because of the fall. It wasn't just man that was cursed. The earth was cursed. So the earth's going to groan, and it's going to cause earthquakes, volcanoes, flooding, all kinds of things. And, of course, Satan is going to use it to further his agenda and make the world think, okay, it's because of what you guys are doing and, and getting more control of the world, you know, again, with climate stuff, which he's using in a massive way. Well, and the Bible says that he is the God, small g, of this world. That's right. That's right. And he's using all of it. Yeah. And so this right here, of course, is going to be used for that very thing. Pakistan is racing to prevent further loss of life. As it reels from one of the worst climate disasters, uh, with floodwaters threatening to cover up a third of the country. That's a lot. Think about that. A third of the country. Now, what will happen is those waters will recede. I, I want to make another comment. The oceans haven't changed in world history. They're still in the same place they've been forever. Yeah. And if you go back and check world history and the levels w- when we had photography and then beyond that and when they were measuring, you'll find the ocean hasn't moved any. We hadn't gone up any in the waters. So that's a big lie they're telling people. It's exactly the same. And I, I mentioned that a few weeks ago and a listener sent me a picture of, from something back in the 1800s showing the ocean at the exact same spot. I said, yes, that's right. It hadn't changed. But they tell you that it has. And if you don't do your homework, you find out they're just lying to try to make you think this climate thing is Further their agenda. Yeah. yeah. However, you do see floods like this. Yeah. And, and again, this is happening a third of the country. Massive. It says uh, affecting 220 million people by the end of the monsoon season. Greg, that's like two-thirds of America. Climate change ministry Sherry uh, Remen said Sunday the unprecedented rain had created a climate catastrophe with floodwaters submerging homes, destroying farmland, and displacing millions of people. Uh, We need to be praying, obviously, for them. Uh, and I quote, we've had to deploy the Navy for the first time to operate in Indo-Pakistan because much of it resembles a small ocean. She told German broadcaster Duschwell, uh, Deutschwell, or however you say it, uh, by that time, by the time this is over, we could well have one quarter of a third of Pakistan underwater, Remen told Turkish News 
uh, the outlet uh, TRT World on Thursday. So, again, it's a huge deal. We need to be praying for them. It's something to keep your eye on. But you're going to see more and more of this. We're going to be watching these catastrophes take place. And it's not because you're driving an SUV or you're taking your flight overseas. It is the earth groaning for the return of the Lord. So the world's not going to get that or understand that or even believe that. But we need to be informed that, and we need to be informed of that, and we need to recognize what's happening as believers because God has opened our eyes. Yeah, uh, Breitbart uh, is reporting that Democrats are making California now a refuge hub for teen sex surgery. Explain what this is about. Yeah, this this is something, Greg, that is, uh, you know, let me read some of it. And then we're going to talk for a minute about this. This is so horrible. Um, again, California, the worst of the worst as far as the, the um, liberal mindset and anti-Bible. California Democrats in the state assembly and state senate have advanced legislation that would make the state a sanctuary where out-of-state parents can take their children to undergo sex change procedures. On Monday, it's kind of like where they said you can come here for your abortion. On Monday, the legislative body passed Senate Bill 107 along party lines. California must stand with the LGBTQ kids and their families, especially when they're under attack across the country, said the Democrat senator in in the release. So, again, the aggressiveness of, of those that are in blindness, Greg, it's not just that they're doing this. It's the aggressiveness. And every time I read these stories about children, I think of what Jesus said. Better a millstone was hung around your neck and you thrown thrown into the sea than you cause one of these little ones to stumble. And then he went on to say, it has to happen. There's going to be those causing these little ones to stumble. But woe, yeah, woe, woe to those who do it. And I would say woe to California, woe to those senators, woe to their governor. When you go and you start taking these children. Yeah. And you start mutilating their bodies. I can remember years ago, Greg, hearing about Islam. And, um, you know, they take their young girls and they mutilate them in the genital area um, for religious reasons and things they do or whatever. And I remember thinking how awful to see something that's supposed to represent God doing that to their children. You know, I mean, anybody, much less something that represents supposed to represent their God. And now we're seeing it in mainstream America, not even connected to any kind of supposed religion, although Satan's behind it. But now we're seeing mainstream America. This is kind of that idea and kind of a theme here for today. It's like in your face, all these atrocities, just we're going to do it right in front of you and just whatever. We're, we're doing the same thing. We're mutilating. We're taking children's private parts, Greg, and removing them. We're adding others. We're turning bodies inside out. We're, I mean, it is Frankenstein, horrible stuff. And their parents are not letting their kids do this. They're now trying to pass laws that kids at certain ages can give approval for this, even before they're old enough to know what they're doing. These are children. They don't know what they're doing. And God have mercy on these people. And, you know, Pastor Mark, it's one thing when you've got a politician or a legislator or somebody in the government that is, uh, you know, promoting this. Yeah. Agreeing with this. Right. But it's quite another thing when you've got part of at least the medical community that would be performing these surgeries to to actually do these surgeries when they know full well medically biologically however you want to say it a person's gender is first and foremost foundationally determined in their DNA. 
A. That's right. It doesn't matter what body parts you put on or remove. That's right. What hormone therapies you take. That's right. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, everything comes from your DNA. That's exactly right. Now, unless they're going to go in there and try to mess with that, which we know that they're trying. And maybe they will. Maybe they will. Maybe they will. But the medical community knows better, so as we're throwing out woes here, woe to those people in the medical community that are willing to do this. Well, again, it all starts back, remember, with God saying there's male and female, then Satan wants to reverse everything God says and go against this, so he starts moving, then he gets mankind to go along with him, and you're right, woe to them, they know better than this, they're mutilating these children, and Greg, you're right, it's in the chromosomes, if you either have the, you're either born a boy chromosomally or a girl chromosomally at birth, you can't change it, it's either X and Y or X and X of the chromosomes. Boys, X and Y, girls, X and X. And so I don't care what you do surgically, you cannot change the chromosome setup in a person. And all you do is create a turmoil in them because if she's a girl, she's a girl. And if she tries to become a boy, she's going to be confused her whole life. If it's a boy, it's a boy. He's going to be confused his whole life. Their body's not going to line up. It's not going to function the way they're supposed to. Uh, they're going to mutilate. There was one poor girl on there that came to her senses when she got older. She did it when she was young. And she's having constant infections, constant problems, constant nightmares. And she's like, why would the adults, why when I was a child? Why would those who supposedly are grown up and know better let me do this? Exactly. And she was angry. And I'm like, you know what? I don't blame you don't for blame being angry. You. Because how dare they do this to you? You know, if you're going to make that decision, you need to at least be an adult. And that, and you're 18 or up, you know, that's to me is crazy even then. But if you're going to let people do it, that's when that door needs to be open. And Greg, before that, it doesn't, and it should, of course, it should never happen. It's, it's demonic. Yeah. But it's amazing to me to see how, you know, once you turn away from God, Anything goes. And you, I used to read about, and you'd read in the Bible these pagan gods and these religions. You think, how in the world could everybody, re- anybody really believe in these fake gods? How could they really believe in, in, in these idols and worshiping idols? How could they really? Greg, it's coming back and people are believing it. And something I was taught years ago, which is, shows so true now. Once you reject the truth, you'll believe anything. And once you turn away from God and his word as the standard of truth, which it is, then anything goes. If you don't have that standard, that, that, that plumb line, that measuring rod, then nothing, anything goes. And what doesn't matter what it is. And we're watching it happen in the world and in our nation. It's so sad. And the kids are the victims. I mean, think about little children, Greg. They're innocent. They can't defend themselves. We're supposed to defend them. The Bible says to be a voice for the voiceless. And instead, what are we doing? We're going in to take advantage and mutilating, mutilating these poor little children. Yeah. And God's going to hold us accountable. I said, woe to us and woe to those that do it. I agree 100%. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a great segue when you think about a being a voice for the voiceless. This is from Breitbart.com as we look at the church. The Vatican chief is praising Italy's abortion law as a pillar of society. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, Greg, I thought, when I read this, I thought I must be reading it wrong, so I went back multiple times and read it, because I thought the Catholic Church was supposed to stand against abortion, I thought that was their big stand, but instead they're standing for it. This out of Rome, Italy, the president of the Pontifical Academy of Life, and by the way, the Pope appointed him in 2016, so he's connected directly, the Pope himself appointed him called Italy's Notorious Law 194 Legalizing Abortion a Pillar of Society. So this legalizing of killing children is a pillar of society. What? He said that this weekend, insisting that no one is looking to overturn it. And this, we don't care. We're going to leave it there. We're not going to try to overturn this. Interviewed by Italian state television, Ray Trey, that's a great name, 
Archbishop Vincenzo Paglia lauded the 1978 law allowing abortion in Italy, a move that critics called a new ground zero of morality. And I quote, and I believe that at this point, law 194, that is for abortion, is a pillar of our social life, the archbishop stated. What are you talking about? How can it be a pillar of, of social life when you're killing those that can have life to be social with? He goes on, in my opinion, and I've written as much, I would like to see more emphasis on the part of that, on the part that is hardly spoken of, namely the right to motherhood to see our country grow. The right to motherhood while you're killing children again in the face of the drama of a generational imbalance that is quite dramatic. He said at this point, Giorgio Rombola. The host of the program summed up the archbishop's words saying, so the law 194 is not up for debate, to which he replied, no, absolutely not. And so basically, now you're seeing this whole thing again. It's like this whole presentation of who they're supposed to be on the outside and who they really are on the inside. And I just, and you know, Greg, look, Nancy Pelosi claims to be. I was just thinking about her. A Catholic. This, yeah. she, she's pushing abortion like it's, you know, the greatest thing in the world. So is the president. So there's a lot of hypocrisy going on here. And you, you not only see it in just the local level and politicians, you would expect. But, Greg, you see it in um, in in the highest levels of of, you know, the Vatican or, or in the uh, Catholic Roman Catholic Church here as well. So tragic, um, you know, as we see this stuff. But. You know, I'm, I'm kind of glad, and I don't know if you have any further comments on this, but I'm kind of glad we have a second longer here, because it's something I'd like to kind of chat, unless you have something you want to add to this, Greg. Well, no, the only thing that I was going to add is, you know, just when I'm listening to all of these articles, and certain scripture verses come up, and one of them that, you know, comes up is the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Yeah. He's here. Been yeah, he here. Is. Yeah, he is. And, and, and how many times when we look at Bible prophecy... And we see standalone prophecies, but yet how a lot of these prophecies are intertwined and they compound one upon the other. That's right. And the underpinning, the engine behind all of this is in John chapter 10, when Jesus tells us that the enemy comes to do three things, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's right. And man, are we not seeing that? magnify yes we are on yes, we so are. many levels yeah we are and we're just we're just covering one aspect right here and that's just the sanctity of life that's right that's right unbelievable it's like everything's falling apart worldwide yeah. i mean it's amazing to watch um uh, and 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 i had no if if we have we got one i want to make sure we get to this last article yeah, we got one more article if, but, if we have time after there's something yeah. i'll mention but if not let's finish it on this because this is very oh. interesting greg and this goes right in line with stuff we've talked about and i know that you've pushed here recently and i think you know again i think it's a very good uh, hypothesis. Okay. Well, then let's take a look at let's it. Do it. Let's do it. Let's get mysterious. Uh, this is from Fox News. UFOs have landed in Congress. Ah. You're not kidding. Because the people that are in Washington can't possibly be from this planet. You're not kidding. Uh, they've landed in Congress where legislation addressing them will be considered. Yeah, this is, boy, more wow. and more. We're not hearing about UFOs in the news all the time. Remember, it wasn't just, Greg, even just a few years ago, you were a, a conspiracy theory nut, if you believed anything about UFOs. And now, now all of a sudden, the government's probably got forms for you to fill out when the, you see one. The, the government's pushing it, saying, we need to get ready, Greg. They're opening up, uh, listen to what it says, mask in uh, turgid language deep inside next year's Senate Intelligence Authorization Bill, list the following sentence, and I quote, cross-domain transmedium, that's an interesting word, 
threats, cross-domain transmedium threats to the United States national security are expanding exponentially. Now, I don't know about exponentially. Where they, they, they know stuff we don't. They're saying this is happening exponentially. You may shrug, the article says. But what if I decoded that sentence to tell you that lawmakers are petrified about growing threats to the U.S. from UFOs? Well, you've seen too many movies. But anyway, for the first time in history, Congress is recognizing that unidentified aerial phenomena, UAPs, and I get I always just call them UFOs, but here's it is, UAPs, as they're now called, may exist. And if Congress approves the intelligence bill, lawmakers will mandate the creation of a special government office to determine what's terrestrial and what's extraterrestrial. And of course, if it's extraterrestrial, there'll be higher taxes on it. <laughs> and I quote, there are unexplained events out there, said the former CIA officer, Senate leadership intelligence advisor, Ron Marks. And if you can't explain it, then as a good intelligence person, you should analyze it to know what's there and what's not. So here's the bottom line. More and more talk about UFOs. And again, again Greg, we've, we've covered this in the past. I do believe a lot of it's real, but it's demonic. God is allowing the demonic realm to manifest in this way. I believe the Antichrist is going to use it. And we've talked in the past about, um, and more recently something you brought up, but we've talked in the past over the years about possibly the UFOs being the explanation for suddenly all the Christians disappearing off of the earth. You know, when I was in Santa Fe, and I think I shared this a long time ago on the show, you may or may not remember, there was a magazine there on one of the tables uh, that I was looking at, and it showed a picture of the Mother Earth with all these people flying off out into the in space with these yeah. terrified looks on their faces. Do you remember just talking yes. about that? Yes, yeah. And it was the whole thing. It wasn't, it wasn't aliens coming to get us, which is now what they're saying could happen, um, and could explain why millions of people suddenly disappear. That could be an explanation. But it was, they, they say, because there's two groups, one group that says it's going to be aliens, there's another group that's more aggressive against Christians, and they say, it's Mother Earth is going to get so mad at some point, she's going to just spew all the Christians out off the Earth into space, right? How she would do that, right. I don't know, yeah. would be little rockets or whatever, but the bottom line is, this is interesting because you're seeing more of this coming to play, and I do believe somehow, Greg, this whole UFO thing is going to be used in the last days with the Antichrist. I believe a lot of it's real, but I believe it's real demonic. Now, what did you say that the government is now calling this? They're calling UAPs. Okay, and UAP, is, and what does that stand for? Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. Okay, so they're still linking it to the air. Okay. Yeah, they are linking it to the air. Although, remember, they showed them going in the ocean. Remember that video? The government released a real video. They said, this is not us, and it's real. And you see that object go, boom, down in the ocean, which, again, is just it, the whole thing. It's interesting with these new tracks they now are saying they found on the bottom of the ocean. And, and, and it, there's all kinds of things going on here. You're going, well, I don't know what's going on, but I do know that um, I think it's demonic, yeah. and I think we're going to see more deception through this, and I think the Antichrist is going to use it. And you know, we've often wondered, how are millions of people going to suddenly disappear and and that be explained well there's either two explanations either a political speech just started or <laughs> or uh you know maybe ufos took everyone and yeah. whatever the case might be so um it's it just again very very intriguing and um just keep your eye on it because you know you know it's funny greg we've narrowed down the things that used to be conspiracy theories about the only thing left is bigfoot and so i we if they find him soon um that's going to kind of do away with all the conspiracy theories where where are people that do that going to go well I mean, well bigfoot saw me one time but nobody believed him is that right yes. see that's so. what yeah again you know i have those doubts too but anyway well any, praise the Lord. Jesus loves you. If yes. you don't know the Lord, call out to him today. He's there for you. He died for you on the cross. I want to say that each week. And so just again, but a great show, Greg. Great show. 
every week, Pastor Mark, uh, these shows go faster and faster. There's so much to talk about. Yes. Uh, we could go on all afternoon, but we do have to exit to make way for some great Bible teachings and praise and worship music throughout the day right here on WIAM. But come back next Friday at 1.30 for more Signs of the Times right here on WIAM.